Moncrief on News Talk. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone. The internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Simon Tierney joins us once again to talk about uh, the many and various ways in which we used to get dead bodies and throw them in a hole. Uh, uh, now it's a bit more, uh, it's a bit more uh, grand and stately. Uh, but uh, It is much more refined. Uh, like much you'd, more. you'd never see a, a hearse that needed to go to the car wash. Like they're always pristine. That is true. They look brand new. They do, yeah. Polished, yeah. glossy. Um, have you ever been in one, Sean? Uh <laughs> No, it's not my intention to be in one anytime soon, uh, it should be said, no. Well, I mean, you don't have to be in the back of her. There is one free passenger seat. There is a there is a passenger seat there, yeah. But I think as, uh, I don't know if they, at funerals, they like let somebody jump in there. It's usually the two the people who work for the, yeah, the undertakers yeah, yeah, who, yeah. who would drive in I that. think like with a, with a, I don't know the answer to this, but I would imagine most hearses are probably petrol driven because, you know, with petrol driven cars, I've had both petrol and diesel. With petrol, you can get a really low gear on it so you can travel Mm. very slowly. And for that kind of processional thing that hearses need to basically go slowly all the time. Mm. I mean, you never, you rarely see a hearse going 90 down the... No, but I have (laughs) occasionally, I've always wondered about that. Occasionally you do see a hearse going down the motorway with a coffin in the back. Uh, now, presumably they're transporting the body from, you know, mm. uh, uh, to back to their home place or, or whatever. But, you know, you go, oh, God. Yeah. You wouldn't be in a crash if you were driving a hearse. Uh, well, it has happened. In the back. There was a big issue a few years ago with Liverpool City Council, where the undertakers in that city were lobbying for a reduction in the height of the city's speed bumps because... <laughs> Because hearses are generally designed so that the chassis sits very close to the ground so that when Mm. you're taking in and out, loading and unloading, say, uh, that it's easier and that uh, it's less difficult. But um, the hearses were getting stuck in the middle. Oh, God. Of the speed bumps. And it was getting to embarrassing levels where the undertakers would have to ask the family to come out onto the road to take the coffin out of the hearse and it became a really big issue and they had yeah. to reduce the height of speed bumps. I gee, that must be hugely upsetting for people. What does the word hearse mean? It's a funny one, Sean. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't know if you know the word harrow. So a harrow hmm. is a type of ploughing equipment which is used for levelling the ground. It has those kind of long metal spokes coming out of it, long metal teeth. And in the Middle Ages, coffins, well, indeed to to Today, sometimes you'll see a kind of a candelabra on top of a coffin with these metal spokes coming out of it to hold the candles. Mm. And it looks like an inverted harrow. And so it took this name. But of course, harrow in French is hearse or hearse, as we would say. And uh, that's where it got its name. So it's actually a Uh, French word. Right. Okay. Now, and, and prior to the hearse... Uh, it was all, there's, there's beer at funerals still, but uh, this is a different sort of beer. It was all about the beers. Yeah. B-I-E-R. Now, we still use beers to this day and undertakers will use a beer to transport a coffin sometimes between a funeral home and the car. Um, it is a kind of a trolley, really. Mm. Uh, but the original beers were like elaborate stretchers. Um Sort of thing that you'd see in Asterix when they're carrying a Roman centurion. So there's like four slaves and 
taking a corner each. Yeah. Um, that's what a beer looked like back in the day. They became more and more elaborate over time. And that, uh, the elaborate nature of them often involved much more decoration, heavier woods, heavier, more expensive woods being used. And therefore, they became just a lot more burdensome for people to carry. And people thought, well, let's just put some wheels on it. Mm. And um, eventually, of course, from the 17th century, we get them being horse drawn. And that's really the beginning of the modern history of the hearse, that they start to develop the decorative features that we associate with them today. So, for example, um, from the early 19th century, they start getting windows on horse-drawn carriages. And of course, if you have a window, then you might get um, a little curtain. It always amuses me. It's kind of bizarre that a lot of hearses will have curtains on them, particularly stateside, Sean. Mm. In Ireland, we like to see our coffins through the hearses. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about British hearse culture, British funeral culture, but in Ireland we like to be able to see it because basically we're very nosy people. Yeah, indeed. And Uh, we like to be reassured (laughs) that there's actually a coffin in In the hearse. Yeah, Uh, somebody hasn't stolen it and selling it for firewood. And and like the horse-drawn versions of the hearse, they, they were very, quite beautiful uh, um, vehicles sometimes. They were all very intricate were, carvings and stuff. Yeah, um, if you could afford it, um, they would be draped with really beautiful and intricate mahogany detailing. Um, intricate kind of carvings of uh, scrolls and maybe some religious iconography. Um, but uh, nowadays, hearses are a much simpler affair. And that story really begins at the 20th century, the start of the 20th century, when we get motorised vehicles for the first time. And this isn't the first time that I've brought this up on the show, Sean, that the earliest motorised vehicles, of course, were electric. And we're really coming full circle on Mm. that story because electric cars are becoming much more popular now. But in 1908, the very first motorised hearse was a general vehicle company hearse from the state of New York and it was it was electric but it was the following year that a company called Crane and Breed they manufactured the first um, internal combustion engine hearse and it could go 50k per hour which was fast for a car of those days but it took another decade for motorised hearses to take off and the reason for it is this and it makes sense when you think about it is that Hearses, like like cars nowadays, and indeed hearses that have petrol or diesel engines, they're quite refined. So you're not getting the billowing, smoky fumes that you get in, in old style cars. Anyone who's been to Cuba will know that the old 1950 cars, if you stand anywhere within 50 yards of them, you can hardly breathe. So people didn't <laughs> like the idea of doing a funeral procession behind a motorised hearse because of course everyone's walking behind it Mm. the funeral procession and it was disgusting it was smelly got all over your clothes and it was deemed disrespectful to the dead so when they got more refined hearses became more popular but there was another key and really important thing that undertakers realised Sean and it was this that if you use a motorised hearse the whole thing is over in a jiffy. It can be a lot quicker. And therefore, yeah. you can pack more funerals into an undertaker's schedule. And therefore, it's a better business model. 
Absolutely. Uh, so, but, but presumably, whilst they wanted, the undertakers might have wanted to do that, they still had to solve the problem of, of stinky car fumes. Yes, yes, and they did. By the late 20s and early 30s, not only had motor cars become cheaper, um, you know, with the help of Mr. Ford and people like that, the engines had become uh, somewhat more refined, so it was more acceptable. Right, indeed. And uh, we know, actually, on that point, I was trying to figure out because it's not clear to me when the first motorised hearses were being used in Ireland. But I did find an advertisement in, uh, I think it was in the Irish Independent from 1928 for Fenley's Undertakers on Dorset Street. Fenley's, I don't believe, still operates from that street, but they were advertising in that newspaper what they described as a saloon motor hearse. And that's 1928. So we know, at least from the late 1920s, they were being used in Ireland for our funerals. Right. And did every does every car company have a, a hearse version no. or, or is it dominated? No, that's by? a good question because a lot of hearses will be dominated by, uh, or will be manufactured by the likes of your Mercedes-Benz. Mm. Um, Ford do a lot. Uh, Jaguar. Of course, they're beyond the more expensive end. Volvo. Um, Daimler and Rolls-Royce, you know, would have done a lot in the past, but they'd be too expensive now. In America, Cadillacs and Lincolns. Uh, would be used a lot. One of the most famous funerals, I tweeted a photograph of this earlier, was Elvis Presley's um, August the 18th, 1977. Um, I was going to say if memory serves, but I wasn't alive then. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I believe it was a big affair. 30,000 people attended that funeral. But let me describe the car for you if if people aren't on Twitter, Um, Sean. It's a really extraordinary car. It is a... Uh, white Cadillac. Um, not often you see a white hearse. For me, uh, hiring a white hearse is like that one person at the wedding who's wearing a white tuxedo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, really, but it's really it, it was Elvis there. though at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a true. bit Elvisy, uh, <laughs> must true. be said. Uh, well, uh, one Texas says apparently the empty co- a coffin in a hearse are rarely empty. The section under where you see the coffin is where they transport the body to the undertakers for preparation. Uh, Karen, the postie says, when my grandfather died some years ago, his body had to be brought from Dublin to Mayo for the burial. We all lost the hearse on the way down as we couldn't keep up with them. Uh, it brought some humour to a sad occasion. Uh, uh, another person says, I once pulled a Mooney. Uh, I assume that means they dropped their drawers. Going down a motorway in a hearse. It was a work party and we'd ordered a limo and a hearse limo arrived. It still brings a smile to my face. Probably not to the people who saw it from the other side. Uh, my dad is an undertaker, says Neve. He would often collect me from school in the hearse, much to people's amazement. Uh, and Craig said, I had a second-hand hearse as a work van. It was great for picking up girls and going on dates. It was a monster of a, a, a V5 Mercedes. Love that car, says Craig. And this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's extraordinary, Sean. I haven't found evidence of it in Ireland, but certainly in Britain and the US, there are plenty of hearse clubs. These are hearse enthusiasts who will meet up at weekends and they have, you know, vintage hearses. There's one particular club in the town of Hell in Michigan, which has a very popular hearse enthusiast club called Just Hearsing Around. Wow, those guys would be so fun to hang out with. (laughs) Simon Tierney, uh, fascinating as ever. Thanks a million. Simon Tierney there. Moncrief on News Talk.